everybody, welcome. It is, what's today? Is it Tuesday? Thursday? Wednesday? <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Um, hello, Trish, it's good to see you there. And uh, who else is, is here? Hello, everybody. I'm still waiting for everyone in Pretoria to log on. But we already have our, our local from Northern Ireland online. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I want to start reading in James chapter 4. And this is something that we need to remember for every moment, for every day, for every situation. This is something that we need to take to heart and that we need to do. Uh, we can say all we want. We can understand all of, all of the word and all of the gospel and all of everything and understand all theology. But if we never receive grace, then then what was it all for? Okay, So receiving grace is receiving that which Jesus died for. Receiving grace is receiving the help of the Holy Spirit. So we know beforehand it's a given that when we do things without the, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, it doesn't turn out very well. <laughs> so which means that when we uh, let Him help us, when we... Uh, have his involvement in everything that we do, then things turn out great. Okay, so so if we get to a point where we, are, where we, where we realize, okay, I need the Holy Spirit, that's a very good point to get to. Okay, so sometimes we, we uh, realize it in time, sometimes we, you know, get a bit tired first, but... The thing is, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the grace of God. We need God's power working in us and through us. Right, so Galatians 2.20, like always, I have been crucified with Christ. It is not I that live, Christ lives within me. And Christ can handle everything. Christ loves, and love never fails. Okay, so Christ, He's awesome. He's perfect. I'm a mess. He's perfect. <laughs> So, when, when He offers to come and live on the inside of us and live in us and for us and through us, it's a nice thing and we should receive it and we should take, we should take Him up on it. Okay, so James chapter 4, He says, verse 5, Do you suppose that the Scripture is speaking to no purpose that says the Spirit whom He has caused to dwell in us? yearns over us, and he yearns for the Spirit to be welcome with jealous love. So he has a jealous love for us. He doesn't want to share us with, with anything else. He doesn't want us to, to experience him and other stuff, him and suffering, him and whatever else. Whatever, anything outside of him is suffering. Okay, So he doesn't want us to 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 have any taste of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that produces death. But what he wants for us, he wants, he jealously wants to be welcome in us. He wants us for himself. He paid for us. First Corinthians 6 says, we, we, are not our, we are not our own. You are not your own. We belong to him. We were bought with a price. So we have been bought. We are his. It's a jealous love. Okay? So, he dwells in us, and he yearns to be welcome. All right. So then he says, but he gives us more and more grace. 
So it's not like the Spirit is rebuking us for this and that. It's that the Spirit of God really wants us to receive everything so that we don't go through all the, all the other stuff. Okay, so, so He wants us, I mean, if you read the whole passage, it's, it is kind of a rebuke. But the whole point is, He wants us to receive grace so that He can be manifest in us. So that He can, he can help us, He can live in us, He can dwell through us. Okay? So, um, but he, he puts people's attention on things. In James chapter 4, he says, uh, he speaks of uh, strife and conflicts and sensual desires and warring and jealous and all kinds of stuff. Okay? So verse 1 and 2. And then he says, uh, you don't have because you don't ask. And then he says, but you, or you do ask, but you ask with selfish motives. Okay. Uh, he says, whoever chooses to be a friend of the world takes his stand as an enemy of God. So it's not like he doesn't want us to experience the good stuff in the world. Hey, he wants us not to suffer the good stuff in the world <laughs> because he is so much better. But he says, the way he gets us out of everything that we've experienced, the way that he gets us out of our every decision without him is a bad decision. Every, every step we take without him, the way he gets us out of it is this. He says he gives us more and more grace. He gives us more and more grace. He gives us more and more grace. Okay, so verse 6, He gives us more and more grace, power of the Holy Spirit, to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. So if there's any evil tendency, doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter what it is. Okay? Any evil tendency is fully met by the grace of God. So the grace of God... Some people think the grace of God is there to, you know, it is grace so we can just keep on doing this or this or this or this or this. The Holy Spirit says, no, I don't want to be treated like an enemy. Those things are, are against him. Those things are so against the, his very nature, you know. So if we say, you know, grace is God's help. Grace is God's assistance, God's power working something in us. Now, if we take the grace it, with, with the intention to, to allow ourselves to go against God, to go for the evil tendencies, then we are effectively making God a prisoner in us, you know. So, he says, he gives us grace, not for the purpose of going for the thing that will destroy us, the grace takes you out of it. So if, there's, if we've made a mess in anything, doesn't matter what it is, guess what? There's grace. There's more grace. Uh, I just want to, before I finish reading James 4 verse 6, I just want to jump to Romans uh, chapter 5. Just listen to this. He says, Just as by one man's disobedience, 
the many were constituted sinners. So by one man, Jesus' obedience, the many will be constituted righteous. Then the law came in only to expand and increase the trespass. So the evil desire is stirred up by the law. We know that from Romans chapter 7 as well. Making it more apparent and exciting opposition. But where sin increased and abounded, the evil desire, the evil tendency, says James 4, 6. Where sin increased and abounded, grace has surpassed it and increased the more and superabounded. So that means you're never outside the scope of grace. You're never so far that the grace can't reach you. So you're never, you're never bad enough to miss the grace. But at the same time, you're never good enough to earn the grace. Okay? So the grace is there. So where we are confronted with a failing, guess what? There's grace. And when we receive that grace, what happens is we receive his help. And he does not have the tendencies we have. Okay? So he says, uh, So that just as sinners reigned in death, so grace might reign also through righteousness, which issues in eternal life. So grace is a gift, and righteousness is a gift, and it issues in eternal life through Jesus Christ. Now if we just jump back to verse 17, if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive the overflowing grace and the free gift of righteousness. So grace reigns through righteousness, issues in eternal life. So if we receive abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, we will reign as life, uh, in life. So there's a reigning in the life which is produced by receiving the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. There's a reigning that comes. Power comes. The help of the Holy Spirit comes. The authority of the Holy Spirit comes. And we speak a simple word and our situation changes. I think we suffer because we try too much. I think we suffer because we, we want to handle certain things. I think we suffer because uh, we believe uh, we are a victim. Okay, so, so, uh, so sometimes... We just need to understand, hey, God is there in this very moment. So we need to learn how to receive grace. So it is not an obvious thing for the human mind to start receiving grace. So it's something that we need to learn. How do we do it? Ask the Holy Spirit. Okay, In a moment, turn to Him. Say, Holy Spirit, I need your grace. And he will respond. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to know how to handle everything. All you have to know is in a moment how to turn to him and receive his endowment on the, on the inside of you that will live in you and through you. So like we've said so many times, Christianity is not about changing behavior or changing all kinds of things about ourselves. Christianity is about Christ living in us and through us. So if we want different output, we need different input. So the input must be the receiving of grace. So 
And we can be so in the word, in the everything, and forget this thing. We can be so, you know, uh, in, uh, busy with all kinds of awesome stuff. But we, you, we need to train ourselves to receive grace in the second, in the moment. <laughs> so he says, he gives us more and more grace. So what he gives needs to be received. Power of the Holy Spirit to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. That is why he says, God sets himself against the proud and haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, to those who are humble enough to receive it. So, be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Okay, so here is a, is a few good ideas. Okay, so, resisting the devil means humbling yourself before God. Resisting the devil means surrendering to the Spirit. So, surrendering to the Spirit is receiving grace. So, Trying to isn't receiving grace. Uh, but surrendering in the moment, Holy Spirit, I give this situation to you. Devil flees. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do you do it? In the moment. Surrender. I surrender to you, Jesus. And he flees from you. Okay. First Peter chapter 5 says, verse Six. He says, therefore, humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. Now he says, how you humble yourself. He says, verse 7, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. So if we take James 4 and 1 Peter 5 and put it together and understand that the, the heart behind James 4 is not God uh, just in a rebuke. It is God helping us to receive grace so that he can really help us in every situation. Okay, so he says... Humble yourself, and the devil will flee from you. Humble yourself. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. What's the proud? We do it ourselves. What's the proud? We do it by the knowledge of good and evil. That's pride. That's the original pride from, from Adam and Eve in the garden. Okay? So what's, what's the humility? Surrender to him. Holy Ghost, I'm so dependent on you. I can't live anything. The mind of the flesh... My, uh, seek the things which gratify the flesh, Romans 8 verse 5. But the mind of the Spirit, seek the things which gratify the Spirit. Okay? Uh, the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. The mind of the Spirit uh, is life and peace forever. Now and forever. So that means we need His thoughts, His mind, His ideas, His influence. I can't even think without Him. I can't even speak without him. I can't even, I can't even, I can't do anything without him. I need to understand how completely dependent I am on him. And when I get that, I start receiving grace. 
that's a humbling. That is, Lord, I can't do it. I need you to do it. I, I call you into this situation now, and I'm asking you to help me. Okay? You are welcome here. Your will be done. Okay? And then he comes, and he, and he does it. So we surrender, and he comes. So humble yourself, and the devil will flee. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How? By humbling yourself. Okay? So he says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and in due time he will exalt you. Right? So the moment you humble yourself, you're pulled into a higher realm of authority. Okay? And then he says, casting the whole of your care. So humbling yourself means you don't carry your care. Humbling yourself means you don't carry your anxiety, your worry, your concern. But you cast it on him once and for all. It's too heavy a burden for you to bear. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he said, If anyone is burdened and heavy laden, let him come unto me. So as you are, with whatever burden you have, with whatever situation you are in, with whatever struggle you have, just come to Jesus as you are. So if you're burdened and heavy laden, come. He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't care what he knows everything anyway, you know, so you're not going to hide anything from him. So, but you come as you are. Don't try to explain. Don't try. Just let it go and come as you are, okay? And receive, he says, uh, take upon me, uh, take upon you my burden. My burden is light. My yoke is soft, okay? So give your burden, and I will give you my burden. Give me your yoke and I will give you my yoke. So he took your burden on the cross. He took your yoke on the cross. The anointing is now his burden, and he gives you his burden. Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, gives you his yoke, the anointing. It's light. It's soft. So now that an anointing comes upon you, the Holy Ghost, okay, and it breaks the yoke, and it removes the burden. Okay, and let your soul delight itself in fatness, Isaiah 55. Okay, so as you receive his burden, you humble yourself. You don't carry your burden anymore. And you say, okay, Lord, I give it to you. I cast my care. I cast my burden. I cast my yoke. I cast everything upon you. I know you care for me affectionately. So I trust him to sort it out. Okay, it's false humility to want to sort out everything. You don't want to bother God with it, so you want to sort it out yourself. Hey, that's the pride. So he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. If you're going to, if you're going to uh, try to do it yourself, he's going to stand there and watch you do it. He's going to stand there and watch you do it. Until you get to a point where you realize, I can't do this. And when you invite him, he says, here I am. So this is something that we need to learn. It's not instinctive. It's counter, counterintuitive. Okay? The normal instinct that humans have is against the stuff. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. Um, verse 17. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. Okay, so there's a constant, there's a constant tug of war. <laughs> we need to release, let down, die. We need to surrender 
We need to die to our desire to, to change ourselves. We need to die to our desire to have the situation resolved. We need to die to it. So, Lord, I give you the situation. So, I trust you this much that even if you decide that the situation should continue, it's good. I trust you. Okay? So, you give it over into his hands. But he's good. He's always ready to help. Okay? So, the sooner you give the situation to him, the sooner there's a result. The sooner you learn how to receive his grace, his help, his power to meet the evil tendency, the sooner you will get a result. Okay? So, this is something that we need to remember every day. Every day, receive grace. Every day, receive his help. Every day, receive the anointing to break the yoke and remove the burden. Every day, come to Jesus and give you his burden. Give him, your burden. <laughs> and he will give you his burden. And he will give you his yoke. Okay? So, <clears throat> even as I'm speaking now, I believe the anointing is breaking the yoke and removing the burden. Even as I'm speaking now, I believe many people are receiving grace. You will just feel you start this empowering coming. It's like you feel like there's some supernatural battery charged inside of you. <laughs> And joy comes and peace comes. And suddenly you can look your situation in the eye again. And then before you can even address your situation, it's just over and it's just done. Okay? So uh, uh, we, we need to really surrender to him and trust him to do it. All right? Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so, hi, Janine. It's good to see you there. Hello, Chart. Hello, Slakrimetisin. Uh, hello, Asif Yunas, bless you. I hope I'm saying your name right. And uh, this chart again, bless you guys. It's good to see you. It's nice to, to have all of you watching. So now um, I just want to uh, encourage you. There's our email address. If you want to send us an email, please do so. I'd like to hear where you're watching us from. And if you have any questions or any prayer requests or anything, we would love to pray for pray with you. Okay, so have an amazing day. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 9, and just, you know, go for it today. God is with you. Amen.